My brand voice guide is my business's North Star when it comes to keeping all my business content and marketing content clear, consistent, and inviting. That's why I created the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner, which is a free resource to help your business experience the same as mine. So all you have to do is plug in your business details into the given outline that I've created that has all the essential components of a brand voice guide. So you don't even have to pay to get it created like I did. You can plug in your information and you'll be well on your way to having a cohesive voice across all brand assets. And I've even shared my own brand voice guide with you so you can use it as a reference as you craft your own. It's like having a mentor right by your side. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide to grab your copy of the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner. And I can promise you, you're going to elevate your brand instantly. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide. Are you really ready? I'm going to be, yes, I'm going to be tripping you up here in the beginning because I'm like super wired and I'm ready to go. (laughs) Oh, you might need to settle down just a little bit. You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 185. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and it is a good day because I have my friend and paid marketing expert on the show yet again, my Regis to my Kathy Lee, <laughs> Rick Mulready. Rick, welcome back to the show. You know I don't like that intro, but thank you. I'm so pumped to be back on here. I love when I call you Regis, and I love being <laughs> Kathy Lee. Do I sound better, by the way? You do. Why? You sound way better. We we took the we took the uh, microphone to another level over here. I finally jumped up to the Cadillac of microphones, the Heil PR40. Okay, how could it take you this long? You've been podcasting <laughs> for a very long time. Yeah, I've been podcasting for over three years now between the two podcasts, you know, and AOPT has been going for, I don't know, what, almost two years. Jane will be two years. You know, people don't know your podcast by those letters. That's very confusing. <laughs> Say yeah, the, the real the title. The Art of Paid Traffic. There you go. Yes. <laughs> AOPT Nation is a, is a oh. starting to refer. Sure it is. So, you're you're so. trying to get that going, I know. I'm trying. I'm really trying. I, ha- I have in the past few episodes. That is a very confusing letter, group of letters, but okay, yeah, like, moving on. AOP, what? Anyway, yes, I'm glad I sound better. I'm really liking this microphone. Well, I'm very glad that you finally got the Cadillac of all podcasting microphones. What up to Varsity? <laughs> very cool. Welcome, welcome to the group. Very excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. So today's episode is a little bit different than we typically do together because usually, as everybody knows who follows this podcast, Rick and I are always talking about Facebook ads. And don't worry, we are not abandoning our beloved Facebook ads, but we are changing the conversation today and we are talking about 
Instagram ads. So I'm really excited. This is going to be like one of our over coffee conversations kind of thing, like pretend we're in Starbucks right now, because we're just going to talk about all things Instagram ads, what we've learned, what we've seen, research. Rick has done a lot of research for this podcast episode, which is why I love him. So do you want to just dive right into it? Yeah, let's do it. And I think, I mean, this conversation, like you just mentioned, we're going to cover a lot of different things from like stats and stuff like that, best practices to what you can and can't be doing with it. And, and like, like you said, what we've seen with it from, from our own ads and everything like that. And I'm excited because it's going to be this big encompassing conversation. Okay, cool. Then let's start right at the top. Talk to me a little bit about Instagram demographics. So before we even get into paid ads on Instagram, Who's there? Who's spending time on Instagram? Yeah, I, th- I think that's a great way to start because it sort of sets the foundation of yes, we're going to be talking about ads, but you got to understand you don't want to be under you don't want to be advertising on Instagram, right? If your if your audience isn't there, so as with any platform, you want to make sure your audience is there before advertising. And so, and some of the stats I did on this research, like I was really surprised. I actually didn't know some of this myself. So you know, as a baseline, there's 800 million users on Jeez. on uh, Instagram now, 500 million of which are daily are active on a daily basis. Basis. So that's a huge crazy audience and it's growing really, really fast. 38% of online women use Instagram, 28% of online men use Instagram. So it's skewed more towards women. Okay. And then from an age breakdown, 59% of internet users between 18 and 29 are using Instagram. And then 33% of internet users between 30 and 49 are using Instagram which I thought those were really, really interesting. Actually, I'm surprised. I didn't know that there was such a young demographic on Instagram. I actually felt like so many more people in the 30s and 40s age range. So no, it's a there's a young demographic. Yep. Interesting. Yep. So okay. again, this is like understanding, of course, these are just broad numbers here from a demographic standpoint, but this will, you know, if you're trying to figure out if it's right to advertise on, on Instagram as for your business, this will sort of, you know, start that ball rolling to figure out is your demographic even there? Okay, cool. So really good information there. Let's talk stats, especially around best practices, when to post and all that good stuff. Yeah, so this is this is some of the stuff that really surprised me, and I wasn't aware of this. So I did, you know, as as you mentioned, I was doing a lot of research, and Monday through Friday are the best days to post on Instagram to maximize engagement. And I'm saying I'm saying post whether it's you're just posting just to post on there or to put an ad on there. If you post on Instagram, the data that they've done in these studies, Monday through Friday works the best and gets the most engagement. And then there's a, they, they break it down even further saying that Mondays, they say showed the strongest correlation to engagement overall. So Monday what? posts were getting the best engagement. Yes. Can you guess what the least optimal time of the day to post on Instagram is? What do you think it is? Ooh, least optimal time of the day. Yep. Around 5 p.m. when people are getting off work. I don't know. Three o'clock. Oh, it wasn't far off. 3 p.m. And the rationale that I, that they were saying is because people are catching up. They're like, you know, like finishing things up in the day. They're like, holy cow, I got to finish this up before I leave. And then they're getting ready to leave. So they're really jamming through all their work stuff in the afternoon to get ready to leave. So that is why engagement, they're showing least engagement on that time of day. Okay, that's so eye-opening. We recently 
had a situation where we had to send two emails out on a certain day during a promo. And so Chloe and I were talking about when we should send the second email. And we both said, let's do it around like three o'clock when we feel like people are kind of getting sick of working and they're just checking their email and playing around. Yeah. Uh, bad decision. Maybe we'll change that <laughs> next time. Well, then on the flip side, there's three times of the day, according to this data, that are the most recommended times to post. Can you guess on those? Okay. So three times during the day, best times to post. Yep. Okay. I'm going to guess 10 a.m. Is that one of them? Nope. <laughs> oh, am I even close? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, I'm, I'm not going to get these right. Okay. So one of them was a big surprise for me. 2 a.m. Why? What? 2 a.m. And I don't, I, unfortunately, I don't know what time zone they're, they're referring to. <laughs> okay. So this is useless to us. Yeah. <laughs> Throw this out the window. 2 a.m., 8 a.m., and 5 p.m. Oh, so I was totally wrong about the 5 p.m. saying that was a bad time to post. So what is that telling you? People are checking their phones in the car, right? Yes. When they're on their commute. Yes, during their commute. Don't ever text and drive. Right. Yes. So anyway, those are the most recommended times according to this data that I found here. And then also Instagram itself has a study. I think these numbers are actually a little bit higher now from a few months ago this in this year, this study by Instagram found that 60% of Instagram users say that they learn about products and services through Instagram. Totally agree. I have purchased many more things via Instagram than ever on Facebook. I feel like it spotlights products and programs and services so well. Yep. And then 75% say that they take action such as visiting sites, searching, or telling a friend after seeing an Instagram post. I mean, that's powerful stuff. So when you equate yeah. that into advertising, it becomes even more powerful. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And, I, and I'm with you. Like, I learned about a lot of products and services on Instagram. Like, yeah. I just found... We haven't really talked about this, actually. I'm scared. He's going to say something he just purchased. I'm nervous. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. No, but I just found a new meal delivery service oh. here in San Diego that I'm interested in learning more about. But I just found it on Instagram yesterday. Like I, they advertised to me. I was like, oh, this is looks, looks cool. I really think it's incredibly powerful. I think, and I could be making assumptions here, but when you get on Facebook, one of the things that I don't like about it is it is so distracting. Have you ever gone, this happens to me, I swear, like weekly, I get on Facebook for a reason, whether I'm getting into a certain group or I'm going to check something out. I get on it. I look around. I have no idea why I just got on Facebook. I can't remember. Like I'm so uh, Daily basis? It, it's like scares <laughs> me. Am I getting that old? I cannot remember why no. I just logged in. No, absolutely. That happens to me all, all the time. Uh, I'm like, I'm there and I'm like, wait, why did I come over here? I know there was a reason. Why yeah. am I here? So that happens to me all the time on Facebook. It doesn't happen as much on Instagram because it's not so busy. And I really do stay a little bit more focused on Instagram. Now I can get sucked into the Instagram vortex for sure. sure, sure. But I do feel like you can stay a little bit more focused, which means you can grab people's attention more so on Instagram than on Facebook. I'm making assumptions. I am definitely biased. I love Instagram. Yeah, no, I think that, I mean, you bring up a good point. I think we go on to Facebook as well to visit our groups, right? Yes. Whether they're our own groups or whether we're part of groups, we go on there to to interact and stuff like that. And then when we do, at least for me, when we do that, like you get sucked into other stuff. Yes. Whereas it, that's not the case on Instagram. Like usually when we're going on Instagram, it's like, all right, we're going to take a little break or good something. Point. We're going to check out what's going on or something like that. Yes. 
So very true. Okay, so we've talked about demographics and stats. So let's actually talk about Instagram ads. I know you have a lot of great information around the types of ads you can run, the different objectives that you can choose, the placement. But actually, before we even get there, I know I'm jumping the gun and I might be getting us out of order a little bit, but where the heck do you even set up ads? This was surprising to me because now we have two options. So yeah, you can you can set up Instagram ads right there in in uh, well, I almost said Power Editor. Power <laughs> Editor and Ads Manager have merged. Don't freak out, it's all the same thing in there, but within Ads Manager. So you can set it up. It's it's just it's a placement option just like you would set up your Facebook ads, all the same targeting and stuff like that. You would do you can do the same thing for for Instagram. Great. But you are also telling me that you can set up Instagram ads inside of Instagram if you have a business account. A business profile. Yep. So if you have a business profile, just like if you're on Facebook and you want to just like boost a post, you can do the same sort of ad setup within the Instagram app if you have a business profile. Now, I am not, I, I want to make a big caveat. We have a very, very good mutual friend, Jasmine Starr, who is the Instagram expert, right? So I'm not the Instagram expert, but I'm coming and I, I just, I felt like it would be important for this conversation to talk about the stats and the demographics, because once you understand that, then you can help make that, that helps make the decision whether you should be advertising on the platform. Right. Right. But from an advertising perspective, like let's dive into it. Like let's start talking about the different things that you can do, what works, what, what doesn't work, how it differs from Facebook, I think is a really big conversation that we should have when it comes to talking about Instagram ads, but you know, when it comes to ad types, do you want to talk about ad types first? Yes. Okay. So you get your standard photo ad, right? So just the regular type of, as you're scrolling through Instagram, you see a photo, obviously you can do a photo type ad. You can do the carousel ads, which is you can swipe through and have multiple images there. You can do video ads, 60 seconds max on that. And then Instagram recently rolled out the story ads where you can have video ads within Instagram stories that are no, long, no longer than 15 seconds, right? Oh, so I didn't know that. So if I do an ad inside of Insta story, it doesn't have to be 15 seconds. No, no, no. It ha- can't be any longer than 15 seconds. Oh, gotcha. Uh, you know, for one Instagram story clip, if you will. Yes that you can't do longer than 15 okay, seconds. If you're perfect. doing a video ad, like in the, in the actual newsfeed of Instagram, it's 60 seconds max. I'm with you. Okay, perfect. So Rick, when you're talking about these different Instagram ad types, they sound very similar to Facebook, except for, of course, the story ads. So when we're creating Instagram ads, should they look or feel different than those that we're doing on Facebook? Yeah, I mean, th- this is the great question. I think this this could honestly take up most of our conversation here because we have to remember that Instagram is a different platform, right? It's a n- different native platform to Facebook. The, the, it looks different. The way that people communicate on Instagram is different than Facebook. You know, obviously we, we just talked about the video lengths. You know, there's maxes on the video lengths that you can do, whereas on Facebook you can do much longer videos and so forth. So there's a lot of differences there which I think would would make a lot of sense to talk about, you know, the types of things to focus on from an image perspective and from a video perspective, but also when it comes to the placement, when we're setting up our ads to get that Instagram placement, it's within Ads Manager. It's the same way we would set up our, our Facebook ads. And so you're choosing the placement where it, the first one is, you know, all placements, which Facebook recommends, 
Or then if you want to edit out or go on individual placements, which is where you'll find Instagram as well, you've got those two options. Are, are you following me there? I'm following you there. Yep. Okay, cool. So what Facebook recommends is to do all placements, right? When we're setting up our ad. And, and so the reason for that is Facebook, the algorithm is designed to find you where the results are happening, which placement is getting you the best results? Where are the conversions happening? Where are the clicks happening? And that could be in Instagram stories. If you're doing a, you know, if you're doing a short video or it could be doing, you know, it could be in a mobile newsfeed or something like that. The algorithm is designed to find you the results where they're happening. And, and regardless of where the placement is, if your ad fits there from a spec wise, then the algorithm will deliver more of that, of the ad in that placement. Does that make sense? It does. Okay, cool. So because of that, however, when we choose the one placement and we say, okay, we want to run, let's just say we're running an image ad and we have a call to action in the ad copy, right? That we want to run on Facebook. And it says, click here to download whatever or register for whatever. Well, if that ad runs on Instagram, number one, that is not clickable within the ad copy, right? So because it's a different platform, it's, it's that piece of content that we put on Instagram is not native to that platform because the ad copy isn't clickable at all. Okay. Yep. And the other thing too, is that again, the look of the image might be great for Facebook, but might be very, very different from what works on Instagram. How so? What do you see as the difference there? Because when we're when we're posted like from a stylistic perspective and from a native, like contextual looking at Instagram from the context of the platform, it the types of things like that work better, like bold, beautiful images, like very nice coloring, like stuff that's very visually appealing, stuff that is going to be sparking emotion, right? Like you can do quotes over images. Of course, you can do that on, on Facebook as well, but it's really much more of a stylistic type image okay, with really, really, that's very appealing and eye-catching. Gotcha. And I'm not saying that Facebook is not like, you of course want to be eye-catching on Facebook, but it's a different type of image that you can get away with and have success on Facebook than it is on Instagram. Look at the posts on Instagram that you see that that jump out for you and how can you create an image that is similar to that because it's native to Instagram. It's native to the platform. So with all of this, this really leads me down to I understand what Facebook's algorithm is trying to do when you choose all placements, but unless the ad that you're putting up is also very relevant to and would work well in Instagram, I really don't recommend it. I recommend breaking that Instagram placement out into its own placement and having your ad that's going to run on Instagram be native. And so it would look native to that platform. I feel like if you're going to be spending money on Instagram ads or any ads for that matter, I'd be very intentional about making that ad for the platform. So I 100% would not be posting things on Facebook and just clicking all and having it go on Instagram. Even if it was the exact same thing, I still would separate it just to make sure all the pieces make sense when I place it on Instagram. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, if you're like, well, I really want to test this, by all means, like right. I would I would test it. Have an ad set that is your ad in all placements that includes Instagram and then have another one where you break it out 
and just kind of see what happens there. But the reason that this whole, this, what we're talking about here, and it's so important is that you want to make sure that what you're putting on Instagram is not, you're just not repurposing it for the heck of it just to save time, because I feel like you're wasting your money at that point and is not a good reflection of your brand. Yes. Right. And the other thing, too, that you can get into with Instagram is is hashtags. You know, it's a very hashtag driven platform, whereas Facebook is not. And so you could be including hashtags and so forth and emoticons and emoji. Do we use emoticons or is it emojis all now? I don't even know what emoticon is versus an emoji. Is that the same thing? <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> gotcha. Weird, I, weird. Let's say emojis. We sound younger if we do. Yeah, seriously. So <laughs> using hashtags and emojis and, and the color schemes, you know, that sort of thing, that's the type of stuff that works better on Instagram as opposed to Facebook. And I just feel like that's where you sort of run into, well, I know that re- the Facebook is recommending I do all placements. And now if you didn't understand, you like listeners do now as to why that is, because the algorithm is trying to find you the conversions or the results where they're happening. But at the same time, we want to make sure that our ad is native to the platform that we're advertising on. Okay, perfect. Now, speaking of being native and setting things up, let's say we were setting up an Instagram ad inside the Facebook ads manager, and we were only going to place it on Instagram. My question to you is, does the setup look similar in terms of targeting? Do I have all the same targeting capabilities? Yes, you do. That's huge. You do. And there's a, there's another one. This is newer that Facebook has rolled out. If you have a business profile and you go under custom, you know how you, and under custom audiences is you can create a custom audience based on those people who are engaging with your Facebook page. Yes. You can do that with Instagram if you have a business profile. Whoa. So if you have a business profile, you can create custom engagement audiences of those people who are engaging with your Instagram account. That's huge. Now, this is the part that I am not an Instagram expert, so I might be putting you on the spot if you don't know this, but some people are going to say, well, how do I know if I have a business profile or not on Instagram? And am I right in saying that if you can see insights from your post that it's a business profile? Yes, exactly. Okay. So I haven't had a business profile for a long time. Like I just kept my personal one. And since we started running Instagram ads, I noticed that we did switch over and that must be why. So we can actually target those who are engaging with us. Exactly. Yeah. It gives you the insights. It gives you more information into like the people who are engaging and the audience and so forth. I'm going to switch over myself. It also, none of the other features, and we're kind of getting off topic here a little bit, but the swipe up feature, the swipe up option. Yep. I want that. You need 10,000 followers. Can you do that with an Instagram ad though, even if you don't have 10,000 followers? Oh, with an ad? Yeah. That's a great question. I actually, I don't know the answer to that. Okay. We're going to have to find out. We're going to answer that in the show notes. Yes. So if you go to episode 185, so amyporterfield.com forward slash 185, it will be like a little Easter egg hidden in the show notes. <laughs> we will answer this question because that's a big deal. That swipe up yep. is so important. People just swipe up and they go exactly to the page you want them to go to. So for those exactly. of you who don't know what we're talking about, that's what I'm talking about in Insta stories. So if you're running an Insta story ad, I want everyone to have that capability to swipe up. We're going to find out if you do. 
Yeah, exactly. And can I do a shameless plug? Just follow me on Instagram Please. so I can get closer to yes. 10,000. Everyone up. needs to follow Rick Mulready. He is at Rick Mulready on Instagram. <laughs> he you. needs the swipe up feature. I he do. needs to get to 10,000. So there you go. <laughs> Let's get me there. Now, speaking of story ads, Let's talk about that because that is, you know, that's a newer feature that they rolled out recently. And I think it's a super interesting ad type. We have not played around with this yet. I'm going to literally in the next few weeks here because I'm about to go into another launch when we're recording this. But I know that you've recently run yes. an Instagram story ad. How did that, how did that, number one, how did it go? And number two, neither one of us like, you know, being on camera a whole lot. But I saw your ad and was really, really impressed with it. I thought it was really well done. Well, thank you so very much. So here's some details about my Insta story ad that I recently ran for my List Builders Lab promo that we did last week at the time of this recording. So we did Instagram ads in the newsfeed, as well as Instagram ads in Insta stories. And the Instagram ads in the newsfeed perform pretty similar to those in a Facebook newsfeed. So usually on average, I may pay anywhere from $3 to $6 a lead during my big promos. And overall, the average was $4.54 per lead with my Instagram ads, pretty much on par with my Facebook ads. However, for the Insta story ads, I was actually paying around $3 a lead for the first few days it started to run. And the reason for that, we think, if we were making an educated guess, is that not many people are running Insta story ads right now. And so they're working better because there's not a lot of competition there. Also, though, after a few days, those Insta story ads started to be a little bit more expensive, getting closer to the $4.50 average range that I was seeing across the board. So, with that, we think that an Insta story ad will work well right away, but because there's not a lot of competition right now, the frequency could rise really quickly, meaning people are seeing it too often and then they're not going to be as interested in it. So if you are using Insta story ads, I think you run them for a day or two and you switch them up and you run a new Insta story ad, which is likely just a 15 second video. Remember Insta story ads are 15 second videos or images, but I think video is going to work best there. And then Instagram ads could be a 60 second video or just an image in the newsfeed. But I'm pretty partial with these Insta story ads. I think they're new. They grab attention quickly. And if you switch them up a bit, I think they're incredibly valuable to your overall promotions. So those are my results from my Instagram ads. Okay. Awesome. Good to know. Now, as I mentioned before, I know that neither one of us are super psyched about being on camera, but I saw your Instagram story ad and it was really, really well done. Obviously, we just talked about the results. What was that like for you in creating the ad? Okay. So in full disclosure, when I have to do an ad 
a video ad of any kind for Facebook or for Instagram, I do like a hundred takes. Let's be honest. Okay. Maybe not a hundred takes, but there's at least 10 different takes. And we're talking about a 15 second video, which is ridiculous, but I just am not comfortable in knowing it's going into an ad. I want it to be extra good. So I always say I'm not a perfectionist, but if, if it ever came out, it comes out when I have to do a video. So I did about probably 10 takes of that. It was 15 seconds, but here's something that I learned. One, I learned that when I sound really excited, I actually sound too salesy. So when I recorded the video, I sent it over to Chloe, my project manager, who then would load it up. She said, she didn't say you sound too salesy. She was being nice. And what she said was, why don't you try one where you're just talking to me? Like you're just not trying to sell the idea of sign up for my webinar, but you're just telling me about your webinar. So I did another one and I just toned it down a little bit. I took some of the excitement out like, Hey, you want to sign up for my webinar? And I was more like, I've got this webinar coming up. Here's what it's about. I think you'd be perfect for it. Why don't you swipe up and check it out? Something like that. I was very casual and I toned it down and it was so much better. Yeah. And funny enough, it went live. I already gave you the stats and all that good stuff. But there was this guy that actually sent me an Instagram message. Kind of, it was a rude message. It was very opinionated, but he mentioned you are so much better when you're not overly excited and salesy. So he like totally picked up on it. He just didn't say it in a good way. He's, I think he called me annoying, but that's a story for another day. Oh, so yes. Nice guy. But I think it, this is a good lesson for all of us when we're making videos and they're going to be ads. Let's say we're promoting a webinar or three-part video series. If we just think about talking to a really good friend and how we would explain the opportunity to them, I think it makes a big difference. I would 100% agree. And I've done that in the past too. Uh, Cause again, like I don't love getting on once I, it's so weird because I can get up in front of 3000 people and talk and I have zero problem with that, but put me in front of my <sighs> phone to right. do a video. And for some reason I have like this awkward, super uncomfortableness about it. But yeah, like if I think about the same thing that you just mentioned, like, all right, I'm just talking to my friend or my wife or whatever it is. It's so much easier so and it's so much, much natural and people can pick up on that. Totally agree. So I highly recommend everybody who's listening, I want you to think about doing an Insta story ad. I think not many people are doing them yet. So it's a good time to jump on it before it gets way too crazy in terms of how many people start doing them. And I think it's important that you add text and emojis in your Insta story. Now, I feel ridiculous saying that because I never thought I'd be that girl, but it does make a difference. It has people, I think, stop and pay attention more versus just a talking head you on video. And it's, it goes back to exactly what we were talking about before, because that's what people do on Instagram. Like yes. that's it. That's native to like yes. that's contextually relevant to Instagram. And that's why it works so well. So emoji up. <laughs> emoji up, Dude, guys. It's time. Hashtag emoji up. Right? <laughs> that's going to really catch on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like AOPT. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, oh, my goodness. All right. So I think it's I, I think we should talk about a couple of like objectives. There's there's certain objectives that you can choose from if you want to do Instagram ads. OK, talk to us about those. So objectives, what I'm talking about is like when you the first thing that you do when you create your campaign, your your ads campaign is the, you have to choose an objective. And so you can 
do brand awareness, you can do reach, you can do traffic, like clicks to your website, or if you have an app, you know, you go into the app store, app installs, you can do engagement for post engagement, video views, you can do conversions. So conversions on your website or in your app. And you can also do Instagram ads. And a lot of people don't know this is that they have their own version of lead ads within Instagram. So it's not as like super seamless as it is with Facebook because Facebook, you click the ad and then the next screen is auto-populating their information. With Instagram, it's a couple of clicks deep, but it's still a really cool experience. So you can do lead ads with Instagram. So there is what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight objectives that you can use for Instagram if you want to do Instagram ads. Nice. So you definitely have some options there. Yeah, for sure. Because people people think, again, this goes back to like sort of your question about, well, what kind of targeting options do I have when doing Instagram? It's all the same as Facebook. But when it comes to the objectives, you know, you don't have all quite all of them. You've got eight of the objectives, though, that you can use to set your ads up. Really good. Okay. Yeah. So I've got two final questions for you. The first one yeah. being, is there anything else that you think our listeners should really know or understand about Instagram ads in general? Well, I'm going to throw you a little, little curveball here. Whoa. And it's something that we haven't talked about. And it's it's a form of Instagram advertising, but it's not the traditional type that we're talking about right now. And that's leveraging influencers on Instagram. So if there's people in your in your niche or niche for all my uh, Australian <laughs> friends give me a hard time about how I pronounce that, who are in your space, in your industry, who are quote unquote influencers, and they have big Instagram followings, you can reach out to them and see if they'll talk about or do a placement of your product or service or whatever it might be. But that's another form of Instagram advertising, but it's just doing it from an influencer perspective. Now, if you're like, well, Rick, I have no idea how much that would cost. I have no idea either because each person is going to have a different price for that. Or you might reach out and they'd be like, oh, I never even thought about doing that. Sure, pay me 200 bucks or whatever and I'll do it to my audience of a million people. Like, don't don't hold me to that. But my <laughs> the point is, is that maybe they don't get reached out to about this sort of opportunity and you could get a heck of a deal on it. But this is just a matter of, okay, identifying who those influencers are in your space and connecting with them to see if they'd be willing to do something like that for your business. Okay, so this is something we've never talked about for Facebook. So going back to this whole native thing for each platform, do you feel like that is something more acceptable or something that is happening more on Instagram than on Facebook? I do. Okay. Yeah. Because if like if somebody's if you say if you're asking an influencer to post on their Facebook page without boosting it or anything like that, the percentage of people who are going to see it are very very low, right? As opposed to if you have on Instagram. Now granted, we're still dealing with the algorithm and, and so forth as far as what posts are being shown in the Instagram newsfeed, but if you have somebody with a huge following like that, most of their followers are going to be seeing their their content because they're an influencer and people are engaging with their with their content on a regular basis, which raises their delivery and so forth in the newsfeed. So I do think it's very different, I, I, I think, on Instagram versus Facebook. Okay, so that makes sense. I, I like the fact that it's a whole different type of advertising, but I have seen it done a lot and it's incredibly effective when done right. Yeah, exactly. And it's one of those things that like it's a it's a form of advertising on on Instagram, but yet 
a lot of people don't think about it because it's a little bit sort of outside the box, but it, it can be a very, very effective way to reach a very targeted audience for a reasonable amount of money. Yeah, really cool. Definitely. Okay. So I said I had two final questions to wrap up. That was my first one. The second one is based on a lot of the research you've done, I'm curious if you think that Instagram ads are here to stay. And if you believe that they really are worth the effort, time, and money that people are putting into them. As long as your audience is on Instagram, I wouldn't 100% believe that it's a platform that you should be testing on. Great. Absolutely. Totally agree. I don't think they're going anywhere. We've been testing them for, for a while now. We're going to have a lot of fun over the next few weeks testing some additional stuff on there. You know, at first... When we were doing it, and also I had a lot of students doing it, and, and when they when they first started allowing ads on, on Instagram, what was happening was the warmest audiences were performing the best. Cold traffic wasn't doing very well, but that's really evolved. Like we've seen it, both cold and warm traffic work really well for us. I've seen the same thing with students as well. So it's not just a warm traffic sort of play anymore. I would, as again, as long as your audience is on, is on Instagram, and this would be wherever you're, t- where, if you want to be advertising online, you've got to be where your audience is. As long as your audience is on Instagram, I would absolutely be testing the different ad formats that you can do on there. Totally agree. So what we've done is we've added a few Instagram ad examples in the show notes. So again, amyporterfield.com forward slash 185. You could see some examples of great Instagram ads that we pulled. We just wanted to give you guys a bunch of examples as well. So make sure to check out the show notes. Plus we've added that little Easter egg where you're going to find (laughs) out if you can swipe up (laughs) on an Instagram ad. I'm going to go like, as soon as we're done, I'm going to go look that up because I should have known that. I know (laughs) this is, this is all real time guys. We could have edited this out and said, let's find out. And then let's not admit we didn't know the answer. We're going with it. We don't know everything, but we can find out everything. Can you put your Instagram story ad that you ran that we were talking about on the show notes page as well? Yes. That's my goal. I'm hoping that I could pull it properly and get into the show notes. So as of right now, that's exactly what I'm hoping to do. Cool. Okay. So Rick, Tell us what you've got going on. Before I let you go, I really appreciate you coming on the show. It's you do this out of the goodness of your heart. It's so appreciated. I love talking. I love talking with you. It's always fun. Your audience is always reaching out and just they're so they're amazing. They're always appreciative of the content that we, you know, and always have kind words. So oh, cool. I'd love to hear that. I love coming on here. Well, I still want you to have the opportunity to tell people what you're working on. Well, I appreciate you asking. When this episode is actually coming out, I am in the middle of relaunching my FB Ad Manager program, which is my program for people who want to manage Facebook ads for other businesses. So if somebody knows Facebook ads and they want to add this, you know, they want to start a business managing ads, or maybe they don't know Facebook ads and they want to learn Facebook ads to start a business, or maybe they're already doing this sort of thing and they want to scale. That's what this program is for. So actually when this episode comes out, enrollment closes tomorrow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The next day on the 17th. So we can, if you want, we can link it up in the show notes page. We'll put a link there for the show notes so you guys can check it out. You just have to run and go check it out right away. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, the other big thing is I'm doing another live event. So I call it my FBA live event, which is an implementation workshop. And I do this twice a year. I do it in May and December. And so that is coming up here in San Diego on December 7th, 8th and 9th. Oh, cool. So can I, I can link to that in the show notes as well, right? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Thank you for doing that. And you're going to be there. 
Uh, maybe if you're By lucky. By the way, <laughs> surprise! <laughs> you're gonna be, no, you are. <laughs> I knew this. I kind of forgot for a second, but I knew this. So I'll be there. We're not exactly sure what I'm teaching just yet, but we're gonna work it out when we figure out what the audience wants from me. So I'm excited about it. Yeah, it's it's so much fun. Like the, I, that's what I love doing. I mean, I love teaching, uh, obviously, but when I can get in person and we're doing like this is an implementation. We're actually creating stuff with people right there. It's a smaller group. So it's, you know, there, there's, it's more intimate and, you know, obviously you're coming in, Amy, and some other guests. So I love doing these events. I'm really excited about it. Fantastic. Thank you for asking about it. Yes, I'm so very happy to plug anything you're doing because the feedback has always been amazing. So Rick, thank you so much again for jumping on. I'm glad that we got to switch things up today. Instead of talking Facebook ads, we went Instagram yeah. ads. So incredibly valuable. And I can't wait to have you on the show again. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks again. So there you have it. I always have so much fun with Rick. I'm telling you, it reminds me of Regis and Kathy Lee. And maybe my head's so big to think we're that great. And also, I'm really dating myself for you youngins who have no idea who the heck I'm even talking about. So just ignore the example if you don't get it. But I still think that together, Rick and I have a lot of fun, and I hope that you feel the same way and you enjoy the episodes that I do with Rick. So I've got so many great episodes coming your way. I've been batching these episodes, so I know what's down the pipeline, and I think you are going to love some of these next episodes. Make sure to keep listening. Every Thursday, I have a brand new podcast that comes out. And don't hesitate to check out the show notes for this episode, because Rick and I both are sharing some examples from our own Instagram ads that we've run during recent promotions. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 185 to check out those examples. All right, guys, can't wait to connect with you again next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.